Here they come. At the sound of Susan Carol Anderson's voice, Stevie Thomas instantly did two things. He turned to look at the tunnel at the far end of FedEx Field, where the Naval Academy band would be emerging at any moment. And he also stood up very straight, because that was what he always did when standing next to Susan Carroll. From underneath the stadium, he could now hear Anchors Away, the Navy fight song. He had memorized the words to both Anchors Away and On Brave Old Army Team in the past two weeks. Sure enough, the band was marching out of the tunnel. It was three hours before kickoff of the Army-Navy game, but the stands on both sides of the stadium were more than half full. The game was scheduled to start at precisely 12.08 p.m., and Stevie and Susan Carroll had arrived at the stadium with Bobby Kelleher and Tamara Mearns shortly after 7 a.m. Kelleher and Mearns were married, and both columnists, but they worked for rival papers, Kelleher for the Washington Herald, Mearns for the Washington Post. They had become unofficial mentors to the two aspiring teenage journalists, but Stevie and Susan Carroll had covered so many major sporting events in the past couple years that they felt like old pros. And so the four of them chatted comfortably on the sidelines as the traditional march-ons began. First, the entire student body of Annapolis would march onto the field, followed by the entire student body of West Point. Stevie now knew a good deal about both Army and Navy, having spent much of the last few weeks at the two academies. Ladies and gentlemen, the PA announcer said, please welcome from the United States Naval Academy, the Brigade of Midshipmen. The band peeled to the left to start working its way up the far sideline, and Stevie could see the first of Navy's 32 companies marching into the stadium. To Stevie, it looked as if the mids were marching in lockstep, about 10 across, as they followed their company commander onto the field. But Kelleher was shaking his head. They can't march, he said, a smile on his face. Look at them. They're practically loping. Who needs to march on a boat, Mearns asked. Yeah, yeah, Kelleher said. But they almost never practice except the week of this game. The Army kids march all the time. Spoken like an Army fan, Bobby, Susan Carroll said, her lilting North Carolina accent in full force. You showing bias already? Everyone laughed as the third company arrived on the field. Look, I told you, Susan Carroll, I grew up in New York, but I've been around Navy ever since I came to Washington. I have no biases. Don't you always say that everyone has biases and we just have to be aware of them, Stevie said? Kelleher looked at him and shook his head. That's the problem with 14-year-olds, he said. They're always listening when you talk. Don't believe it, Bobby, Susan Carroll said. As each new group began its march into the stadium, the announcer would say the company's name and the names of their company leaders, and cheers would rise up from the crowd. Two men strode purposefully toward them down the sidelines. Pete Dowling was tall with close-cropped graying hair, and Bob Campbell had jet black hair, but otherwise they were hard to tell apart in their Secret Service uniforms. Dark suit, sunglasses, and wires running from their shirt collars up to their right ears. How's it looking, Kelleher asked Dowling as the two men approached. Worst problem we've had is some fans trying to smuggle in alcohol, Dowling said. Cold as it is, I don't really blame them.